Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, September 28th, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what, a huge success. I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend. Um, Many of you who are close to me know I had a scare this weekend, ladies. I tell you, you know, sometimes you don't know that unexpected things happen and can just completely knock you off track. Uh, Keep my husband, Robert, in your prayers. He was injured in an auto accident. He was riding his bike, and he got hit. So I ask that you keep him in your prayers. He's doing fine, just very badly bruised and sore, but he's going to be okay. And I am just so thankful. As I say, sometimes unexpected things do happen and can knock you completely off track, but then God is is able, and he spared my husband's life, and I'm just so blessed for that. So, again, thanks to a lot of people who knew and said many, many prayers. I appreciate. So here we are in a new week. This is pretty much the last week of September, and we will be rolling right into October come Thursday, October 1st. This That marks three months before the year is over. And so we all have a lot to do before that happens, and we've got to get ourselves focused. We've got to get ready uh, to really buckle down and plan for 2021. And so today, as we end our overall theme, Um, on the show, I want to make sure that everyone uh, has been listening to all of the previous broadcasts this month because it has been very, uh, you know, I've tried to create something that's going to help everybody um, get on track for the rest of this year. So She's Got a Successful Mindset was the overall theme, and then I broke it down. We talked about five success strategies that will help you soar. We talked about seven traits of a successful businesswoman. Um, And then, of course, on the very first week with the theme itself, we talked about the things you need to have in place for a successful mindset. And so today we are talking about taking action. Success can't happen without it, and I'm going to be providing you guys with some ways to make it happen for yourself. So stay tuned on that. So we've got a lot going on. We've got the holiday season coming up. We have uh, strategic planning that you need to be doing for 2021, right? So we've got those two things going on. And, of course, the biggest thing that we want to make sure of is that you are preparing yourself to be a success. 
you are doing the things that you need to do to make it happen, right? And so with that said, what I want to do is go ahead and go right into the five questions of focus and action. Okay, here's question number one. Have I prepared my mindset for greatness? You know, this is so important, ladies, and I just always want to remind you of that because you get to define and determine what success really is for you. No one else can do that. But once you determine that, then that has to be nurtured, and you have to make sure that you are prepared mentally and you are prepared physically to handle the challenge because, let's face it, success is hard work. There's a lot of things that you'll have to accomplish, a lot of mental energy and a lot of mental power that you'll need to be using. And so you want to make sure that your mind and your body are both in balance and are being taken care of, being nurtured by you. For example, you know, you can't put yourself around a lot of negative environments, people, places, things, and expect to have you can't not take care of your body and expect to have energy every day, right? And so the first thing that has to happen as we look at the five questions of focus and action is asking yourself, have I prepared my mindset for greatness? You know, are you doing morning personal development? Have you created affirmations that you can sew back into yourself that are personalized and customized just for you? And then number two, what are my goals and priorities for the week? And, of course, again, each one of your businesses are different, and so you will have to customize the goals and priorities specifically that need to be handled for your business. But there are three things that every business has in common that has to also be included. And, of course, that is marketing, the number of leads, and sales. Those three things should be a part of your priorities for the week of knowing what they are, right? Marketing, making sure that uh, if you have, like, special services or products or special campaigns running that you actually know what it is that you're going to be doing from a marketing standpoint. And then knowing how many leads that you are trying to actually generate and also what is your sales goal for the week or for the month, right? And, you know, that's going to be very, very important because answering those questions or looking at what those priorities are as and, and asking yourself, do I have my marketing in place for this? Do I have a system in place to generate leads? And do I have a system in place for the actual sales transaction. That's so very, very important. Here's number three. Am I clear on my role and responsibility as the CEO? This is so important because you have to know who you are to your own company, right? And sometimes, ladies, we just really have to get ourselves out of the labor role. And I want to slow it down right here and just explain to everyone listening exactly what am I talking about when I say, you know, you need to get clear and you can't be in um, in the labor role. Exactly what does that mean? Well, ladies, there are three important roles that every business must have, right? And I remember reading the book E-Myth by Michael Gerber um, a long time ago, and I have been practicing the techniques and sharing with my clients ever since 
about that book. And again, the name of that book is E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber, Gerber as in the baby food Gerber. Um, and I tell you, it's one of the best books I've ever read. I consider it to be definitely a business Bible for anybody trying to start a small business. So once I read that book, book outlines three roles that must be played in every single business, hands down, those, those roles cannot be absent. It's labor technician, manager, and entrepreneur visionary. Those are basically the three roles, right? The laborer is the role that's actually either doing the work to make the product or providing the end service to the customer client. And the manager role, of course, is responsible for carrying out the vision, managing the labor role, and then making sure that the daily uh, activities and daily workflow of the company is being properly managed, everything from marketing and sales to bookkeeping to payments to to accounts payable, to paying your contractors, uh, to, you know, pretty much making sure that the daily operations is taken care of. And then you have the entrepreneur visionary who is you, is responsible for being the ambassador of the company, coming up and setting the company's vision and making sure that the company's goals, setting the company goals, setting the the sales goals, setting the um, marketing goals, setting all of the different types of goals that should be um, for a company to grow, the owner or the CEO is responsible for that. And, of course, at that point, the manager would then take the vision of that would take the, um, you know, responsibility of actually carrying out the goals and getting everything set up and relaying relaying that to the labor role. So labor, entrepreneur, I'm sorry, labor, manager, entrepreneur, visionary, those are the three most important roles that should be played in every business. The key is, and the, the big thing that women have a hard time with is that women have a tendency to stay in the labor role. The labor role is a role that keeps you busy. It's a role that makes you feel like you are (laughs) accomplishing something, that you are doing something, and rightfully so, right? However, oftentimes women have a tendency not to go into the management or the entrepreneur visionary role until there is an emergency or an urgency. And that's something that has to be stopped. It can't. That's something that you can't create a habit of doing. It's important that the entrepreneur visionary role is always played out in your company because that's the role where you do all of the role where you, um, you know, come up with new business ideas, whether it's a product or a service. That's the role where you do all of your strategic thinking. So that's something that can't be stopped. That has to be going on every single day. And this is the plight of the solo entrepreneur because most people who work on their own, they don't have someone to share that response, those responsibilities for. So they have to play the labor role, the manager role, and the entrepreneur visionary role. And many of you who are solo entrepreneurs might be having an aha moment right now because you work on your own, right? No no assistant, no vice president, no co-owner, most of you. So you know what I'm talking about. So it's very, very important that you really structure yourself and figure out how you're going to work those three roles. And one of, the way to, one of the ways to do it is to look at the number of hours you are committing to every week in your business, Right? And after you look at that number of hours, then you look at those three roles, laborer, manager, entrepreneur, and you figure out 
how many hours do you need to be dedicating to each of those roles, right? Like if you're a startup business, you know that you haven't gotten a lot of business yet, so you need to really be focused on the entrepreneur visionary role probably 75% of the time, and then 25% of the time until you get customers, you're focusing on the management side. However, if you've been in business, you've got customers or clients, and it's an ongoing thing, then what you have to do based on your profession is you have to look at how much time does labor need, how much time does management need, and how much time does uh, entrepreneur visionary needs. The big thing you need to understand is that sometimes you may have to get a virtual assistant or someone to assist you in order to really, um, I would say, efficiently work those three roles. But again, oftentimes when the entrepreneur visionary role is missing, meaning you're not you're not overseeing your business, you're working in the business, it's very difficult to have a bird's eye view and to know what's going on in your business and what you need to change. So I want to just encourage all of you um, to really give those three roles some consideration, to give those three roles some thought, and then go back and prepare your position description and look at what it is that you need to do to be clear on your role in your own company, okay? Very, very key. The next thing that we need to look at is what task will I be delegating to others and following through on? I cannot talk to you enough about the importance of creating a team of individuals um, that I call a power team that are going to be able to help you push things out a lot faster at a faster rate, right? There is no way, there is no way that you are going to be able to do everything on your own, especially if your goal is to generate a multiple six-figure and above income. And so you have to get used to creating a power team of people. They don't have to be employees. However, they do need to be individuals that are experts in their own field and can help you get things done quickly. So looking for people at the last minute is just not going to work. To create a power team of individuals, you're going to need to select these people ahead of time, interview them, vet them, check out their references, and that way when you are ready, when you need something instantly done, you know that you can go ahead and delegate to that individual because you're already familiar with their charges, how much um, the fees are. You're familiar with uh, their work. You've checked out their references, all of that. So that's going to be very, very um, important. So delegating is key. And then the other thing about delegation that I haven't mentioned in a while is that there is a difference between delegation and abdication, right? You know, delegation is to provide um, follow-up directions along with a well-written description of the task that you are, you know, wanting that person to handle. But you're also setting goals and deadlines with that individual, and then it's your responsibility to follow up with them. So just because you hand it over and you delegate it, it doesn't mean that you are hands-off, right? It means that you still have to participate in that in some way. However, to advocate means to just hand it over 
without regard. It means that you hand something over and you're so happy that you've got that monkey off your back. You don't follow up. You don't do anything. And I'm going to tell you, I've talked to a lot of business women who say, hey, I hired this person to do my website six months ago or nine months ago, and I have yet to see an actual website. And when we look at what the problem actually is, it's because they have not followed up. It's because they have not, they didn't set uh, instructions properly of what was expected, and they just gave it to the other individual. And so, again, I want to remind all of you, and this is really key, listen up. When you are the owner and CEO of your company, I don't ever want you ladies to think that just because you've hired somebody or just because you delegated a task to somebody that it's hands off that you shouldn't have to participate as a part of the team to really see it through. That is the wrong thought path. And when you think that way, you're just looking to get it off your back because you don't want to do it, but you're not really looking to be a part of a team um, and bring other people in on the project so that it can be efficiently done in an efficient manner, right? And so I want you guys to always remember that because I've been seeing a lot of people wanting to advocate. Uh, as many of you know, I own a virtual assistance company. Uh, it is a nationwide company, and we service all types of business women. And the one thing that I noticed that we've been having a lot of issues with lately is a lot of people have been advocating. And so when I have my project meetings with my virtual assistants, one of the things I say to them is that as you are starting new tasks, if it, if there, if, if it has, doesn't have any well-written description, if it doesn't have expectations set of the deadline, then I need you to call the client back and get all of that information because otherwise, otherwise the client has advocated to you without giving you due instruction, and that causes all types of problems. And so, again, ladies, do not ever advocate, meaning hand off and never look again, because you're not trying to sell your business, right? You know, if you sold your business, you would hand off everything to, to the other person, but you're not trying to hand off anything. You are just trying to delegate so that you can alleviate the overwhelmness of handling all of the tasks and have someone else to do it for you so that you can shorten your learning curve and move your business along at a faster rate or a faster pace. And the more people you add to your team to help you to do that, the faster results you are going to see. So I just wanted to mention that because I am seeing a lot of abdication. I'm seeing a lot of women, business women, that are just wanting to hand stuff off, and it just does not work that way. Last but not least in the five questions of focus and action um, is, am I clear on my business finances? Now, we all know that this is a very important topic here, business finances, and as a businesswoman, regardless of whether you are a solo entrepreneur working on your own or whether you have a team of people who are actually employed by you, you know that it's key for you to have a really good bookkeeping system. doesn't matter how much money you bring in, little, small, it doesn't matter, big, it doesn't matter, but you've got to have a bookkeeping system hands down. And, um, you know, QuickBooks is, QuickBooks.com is probably one of the easiest to bookkeeping systems there is, and they have all kinds of 
assistance available for you. Even if you don't want to set it up on your own, they have people that can help you with the setup. So, again, you want to pay attention to your bookkeeping. And then, of course, accounts payable. Accounts payables are key. And right now, um, as we are dealing with the quarantine, with COVID, and we're all trying to cut back on a lot of probably a lot of accounts payables and subscriptions that you are not even using. But if you don't have a place where it's all written down and you know exactly how much money is going out of the door every month, then it's difficult to know what accounts payables you need to cancel or temporarily suspend. It's very difficult to know. And last but not least is cash flow analysis, right? Um, A cash flow analysis is basically just an Excel spreadsheet that has Um, the amount of sales coming in and the payables, the expenses going out. But you can use a cash flow analysis for a lot of different things. It helps you to make decisions, very important decisions, such as, you know, your sales goals or how many clients are you going to need in order to break even and move past that break even point. Uh, It can help you to make decisions of whether or not you need to make uh, or put new products or services on the board. So there's a lot of things that the cash flow analysis uh, can provide to you. And I call it, you know, the queen of cash flow. That is what you want to become, meaning that you are a master at the cash flow and you know how to pop them up and get it done at any time to help you to make good, solid, sound decisions. So there you have it, ladies. You have the five questions of focus and action. And, you know, just don't listen to it, but I want you guys to really start implementing some of the things that we talk about on the show. And I want you to be able to ask yourself the five questions of focus and action any time that you need to so that it continuously helps you to get clearer and clearer on your business and who you are to your business. It's 1221 after the hour, and you are listening to nothing else but the Successful Woman Radio Show. Hey, I want to thank all of you guys for uh, being on the show today. And again, I thank a lot of you for your prayers uh, due to my husband's accident, but he is sore but doing really good. And I am just so happy and I am so blessed, and I praise God that he alive and he is going to be okay. So again, thanks a lot of you for your prayers, your texts, and your emails. Um, I also, coming up, again, I'm going to be talking about taking action. Success can't happen without it. I'm going to be talking to you about that. But I also want to remind you, ladies, that we've got a big webinar coming up on this Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and I want to remind all of you that if you have not registered, you need to do so because we are running webinar spaces, okay? And um, I'm pulling it up because I'm going to tell you it's Reclaim Your Boss Power, okay? And in Reclaim Your Boss Power, it's not just about the the fluff or the talk. I'm going to take it all the way for you guys on this one. You're going to learn how to plan your business success the CEO way, why the technique of visioning is a priority for successful businesses, and the techniques that you, you can use to gain mental wealth, right? Moving past fear and on to courage, factual beliefs that will positively change your life, you know. And here's something that we're really going to talk about, changing your circle of influence, right? Because in order to be successful, you have to start connecting to people who are who can be of value to your 
business. And then three most important roles in a small business. You heard me talk about them today, but I'm going to go a little bit deeper. And then three things you can do to see incredible changes in your business and in yourself overnight when it comes to reclaiming your boss power. Now, that's going to happen this coming Wednesday at, um, I believe, 7 p.m. You guys really need to go to womenaboutbiz.net and click on events in the top right menu bar and then get yourself registered because, again, we are running out of webinar space, okay? So I appreciate all of you who have already registered. You will be getting um, a link a little bit later on today, and then we'll remind you, um, you know, Tuesday and remind you Wednesday prior to the webinar getting started. And, again, we have quite a few people that have already registered, and we have some more spaces. I actually opened up 25 more spaces for you for the webinar. So, again, make sure that you go ahead and you get yourself um, on this particular webinar. And I want to thank everybody, again, who has already registered. So I want to go ahead and go right into our topic for today, which is, again, taking action. Success can't happen without it. Now, I want to, to give you guys these seven ways to make it happen, but I want to preface with saying this. The one thing that I have learned about success is that a lot of things that have not happened in my life, a lot of things that, uh, a lot of reasons why I feel that I wasn't successful early on in life has a lot to do with me and nothing else, no one else and no nothing else. And a lot of it was I was not equipped with the right information or connected to the right person or people in order to get the right information. And not only that, I had some habits that were really destroying my chance for success that I had to overcome. And of course, one of those habits is coming to a lot of people, and that is procrastination. I have this tendency to get very excited about uh, ideas and concepts and different services I wanted to offer or things that I wanted to do, but I would keep it bottled up all in my mind and not get it out of my head and onto paper. And as a result, it just stayed there until I found myself years talking about what I was going to do, what I was doing, right? And maybe some of you have been in that particular situation prior to, uh, as well. And so I just want to say that one of the things that has to happen is that we really have to have a committed effort to eliminate habits that work against us, whatever those habits may be. So I want to encourage you to get in your quiet place. I want to encourage you to take that time or even dedicate a day, right, to really examining you, examining yourself and asking yourself, what are some of the things that are going on with me habitually, habit-wise, that I feel are really holding me back? Because i got to get a grip on that, okay? If, if, if I seem to sabotage myself every time I get to a certain point, I almost have it done, the next thing I know, I stop working on it altogether. Case in point. I remember, um, I remember when I was working on a workbook called Christian Women Working from Home, 
at the time, several women in my church had been asking me about working from home. A lot of people over the course of months and uh, leading up to a year's time had been asking me, and I had kept all of those people's names and phone numbers and different things uh, all together at that time, but I wasn't doing anything with it. And then I decided to push myself a little further and go ahead and write Christian Women Working From Home, which is a workbook, you know, and I, I looked up all the relevant scriptures I wanted to use. I wanted to write it from, of course, a Christian standpoint, wrote, wrote most of the workbook, and right as I was beginning to finish the workbook, I don't know why I stopped. I just stopped. I don't know if it was fear. I don't know if I felt overwhelmed. I don't know if I was just too much into what everybody would think. I don't know what it was. But for whatever reason, I just stopped working on the workbook right then and there. And I think it must have sat there for like three or four years before I actually picked that project back up. And the one thing that I do remember about picking the project back up and working with it was that a lot of the information that I had written was obsolete. It it was no longer valid. And it was like having to rewrite all of that stuff over again because a lot of the resources and things that I was trying to point to were no longer available. And so I just want to say is that sometimes you have to sit yourself down and you have to admit that, okay, I'm a procrastinator or I've got to work through my own personal issues in order to be more successful at what I want in life and what I want from my business. I have got to really prep my mind. I have got to really prep my mindset. And this is one of the reasons why in the five questions of focus and action, number one is have I prepared my mindset for greatness. And and the reason why you have to continuously ask yourself that question is because of that very reason. It's because working on your mindset, working on your frame of mind is a daily Thing. And sometimes, honestly, sometimes depending on your environment and what you've been exposed to and the things that have happened to you, sometimes, ladies, it's an hourly thing. Sometimes it's working on your mindset on a on an hour-by-hour basis. But this I do know. This I do know. Success cannot happen without taking swift and immediate action. This I do know. And so I want to encourage you to really take a look, like I said, schedule a day, schedule a day and really take a look and ask yourself the question, why am I not further ahead than where I'm at right now? What role did I play in that? What are the habits holding me back are are really – impeding me not doing the things that I want to do, only because I've, I've repeated this step or these actions so much it's, got a, it's taken on a negative effect, and I'm, I'm, I'm constantly acting out and repeating negative habits all the time, and I need to eliminate this habit. It's no good in my life. And that's so very, very important, Okay. Um, another thing is I was just talking to a friend who was saying she had to really lose weight, and I said, well, you know what I found out? If, I was ser- if I'm serious about losing weight, I'll go ahead and gut out all of my kitchen cabinets with anything that's working against me food-wise. You know, I make sure I want to equip my kitchen with everything that I can eat so that if I go in and open the refrigerator or open up my cabinets, it's all things that are permissible on my eating plan. 
And she said, I never thought about that. And she said, you know what? That's what I end up doing. I end up being committed for two or three days, and then I find myself going right back into the kitchen eating everything that I can find that that is not good for me. I said, absolutely. So what what do you do? Because most people are not going to get up and go to the grocery store every time they want some chips. Or most people are not going to get up and go to the grocery store every time they want a soda. Or if it's late at night, you're not going to, uh, you know, uh, put take off your pajamas and put back on some clothes just to go to the store. You you make it you have to make it harder for yourself to have the things that are not good for you so that you can stay the course, right? And so she thought about that, and again, she was happy because she felt like that was the solution. And so again, the one thing that we have to do is that we keep ourselves away from those habits that are working against us. So with that with that said, I want to go ahead and I want to talk about you know, taking the action and what are some ways to make that happen. So the first thing I want to share with you is in writing your vision and making it plain. Now, when you're in business, you really have two visions that you have to write because, of course, you have a personal vision, you know, and a family vision for for what you want to accomplish and experience in your family and for your personal life. But then in business, you also have to have a business vision of where you see yourself going. Here's the catch. Both of them have to blend together. Both of them have to be in harmony. They can't conflict with one another. Now, vision is an image or a thought of what you would like to experience. Now, the experience could be something material, a cause, a business, but the most important part of a vision is that it must always involve the creator. And, of course, that would be you, right? So the beginning of making your vision happen is to take it from your mind and write it down on paper. I like to say, you know, is to take it from the spiritual realm which is your mind, and put it into the physical realm on paper so that you can then start manifesting what it is you want in life. Here's the second thing that I think is important for taking action, is that when you create a master vision, or some people think of it as a master goal, but when you create a master vision, it doesn't stop right there because once you've written it down on paper, then it's time for you to establish goals to support whatever you want to experience. And, you know, again, I consider goals the spark that ignite your vision, right, because it's no longer just in your mind, but you've brought your vision into reality. And once you've brought it into reality, the thing that you have to remember is that it's gonna, it'll gnaw at you And it will cause you to feel some kind of way when you release your vision into the world as far as bringing it out of your spiritual realm and on that paper, but it's just sitting there. It's just laying idle, and you are doing nothing with it. It will gnaw at you because you can feel the fact that you are not being productive and you are not taking responsibility on taking action on what it is you want in your life. And that's... That, honestly, that can make us as women very unhappy. It makes us stressful. It makes us feel uh, devalued. And yet we do it to our own selves often. And so it's very, very key that if you have things that you have written down or thought of or things you've always wanted to do for yourself, your business, and you haven't taken action on it, You've got to sit yourself down and say, if I'm serious about this, then I need to get it out of the physical realm 
and I'm sorry, the spiritual realm, and I need to get it onto paper and put it into the physical realm. Here's number three. Anybody can write down goals to support their vision. That's kind of the easy part. But the challenging part is that you have to set milestones for each of those goals so that you can hold yourself accountable. You see, ladies, once you've created goals for your vision, it's time to hold yourself so accountable that you are going to set deadlines, you're going to decide, you know, when those goals should be accomplished, and then, again, for every goal that you write down, guess what has to happen? After you write your goals down, then you also have to have tasks to support your goals. See, that's how the goals get get accomplished. You now understand that it's a hierarchy to this system. You have a vision, something that you want to experience. Then you have goals. Then you have tasks so that they can be implemented and you can start taking action on them. And that is the action process right there, and success cannot happen without this process. Here's the next step. After you have created your tasks to support your goals, there is a step that most people don't think of, and that that is they have to identify any challenges to accomplishing a task because I discovered this is where it catches most of us in business is that one of the reasons why procrastination actually sets in is because you you haven't had a problem with identifying the goals. You kind of know what you need to do, but there is a challenge to accomplishing it. Perhaps it's because you don't have the money that's necessary to get whatever you need to get to accomplish the goal, or maybe you don't have the knowledge or the skill set or that particular task, and so at that point you get stuck. Well, you can't really write your goal on your calendar or even the task on the calendar, right, until you really find the solution to, that may hold it up. Otherwise, you'll just be pushing a goal to the next calendar month all the time without ever accomplishing anything. And so you have to be very, very careful on that. So, again, you have to identify any challenges to accomplishing the task that you identify. And don't forget, tasks support goals. Goals support your overall vision. And the one thing I want to let you know is that, With visions, you can have more than one vision. You can have a vision that you need to do something within the next hour. You can have a vision where you need to do something within the next 90 days or within the next six months or within the next year, within the next five years or ten years. So the one thing I want you to understand is that you can have a vision And the time frame for that vision is when you say it is because you are the creator, right? God created the world in in seven days, right? The universe, everything that we have, he created in seven days. And so, uh, again, there is no time frame limit on when you want to experience it, only, only the time frame that you set. So if you say that you want to sell $100,000 in services or in products by six months or within one year, then that's when you want to do it. Now you have to back up to where you are and create a game plan to actually make that happen. And last but not least, I want to talk about action and delegation and follow-up because let's face it, taking action can sometimes be a daunting task 
all to itself. You know, for many people, the lack of action is often caused by fear and the lack of belief required to move forward. So, ladies, it's going to free you up from fear, and it will give you the strength needed to fuel your goals and dreams. But here's the, here's the whole secret. Here's the whole secret to fear. The only, the only known thing that eliminates fear is taking action. It is. It's the only known thing. And you have to take the action so that you can overcome it. And so that's why I say a lot of the times is that sometimes, especially as a businesswoman, the, the nervousness or the fear that you have of moving forward is never going to go away unless you take that action. But sometimes you'll have fear, and it's not going to go away quickly, but you've got to learn how to move over it anyway. You've got to learn how to move over it in spite of the fear. And sometimes when you do that, fear dissipates. It completely leaves you. So it's important for you to understand um, that taking action in and of itself requires commitment and it requires you to just do it. And many of you listening to this call right now can change your lives overnight by simply taking action on something that you know you said you were going to do. You might can't do it within 24 hours, but just the fact that you can sit down on a piece of paper and plan it out and set some deadlines and figure out when it's going to happen. The other thing I want to talk about in taking action, success can't happen without it, is that sometimes we are all involved in too many activities, right? Too many activities. I talk all the time about my grandmother. She used to tell me, you can't say yes to every good thing. Well, honey, let me tell you, that is, that, that is so true. You can, you can be excited like a kid in a candy store, and you can want to say yes to so many things that it can continuously keep you in a ball of confusion, okay? But at some point, you have to stop. And you have to know what your priorities are. And I just want to say this. Listen up. Now, if you are in business for yourself, you are the one that birthed that business. And what that means is that you are responsible for the nurturing of that business, the feeding of that business. You are responsible for ensuring that your business has a solid foundation from which to grow, okay? And it requires your commitment. But a lot of the times, as businesswomen, we put everything else in front of the business. Now, you know business can't do without marketing. Why don't you have a marketing plan? You know your business can't do without a bookkeeping system. Why doesn't it have a bookkeeping system, right? You know your business can't live without generating leads, and those leads need to be coming in on a frequent basis. But why aren't the leads there? Why haven't you created a lead generation system for yourself? You know that you need to get a coach or someone to hold you accountable, someone to mentor you, even if it's for a short period of time, and yet you continuously sit there with you, you, and you and, and have the cockiness that you can do it all by yourself. You don't need any help. But you're in the same place that you were in last year, the year before, and the year before that. As women, we have to stop being stubborn. And a lot of times I think it comes from – the fact that as women we are naturally nurturers, most of us, 
And so as a result, we always think that we have to be in the servitude uh, mindset, that we have to take care of everybody else, but oftentimes we don't go back and take care of our own self, our own needs, and know what we need to be doing, right? We have, as women, a great capacity to be incredible leaders, and the majority of us have a great capacity to be multimillionaires, but we have to get our act together with focus and taking action and being successful in one business before we add 20 other businesses to the fire, right? And so I want you guys to understand that taking action is not going to help success unless you're taking action on the right things. So you have to put yourself in check and make sure that the business that you are in is the business you want to be in. You have to make sure that the business that you are in is a viable business and that it has the potential and the capacity not only to make money but to grow, okay? And once you are are confident of that, then it requires your commitment. It requires you to step into the CEO role and literally manage your business, develop a power team, and get going, okay? Also to take action, I want to go back over that power team part because to take action, sometimes to grow your company, you're going to need to create that power team. Remember, I use that phrase all the time. A power team is a group of individuals who all have um, normally advanced knowledge in how to do something, whether it is a website, whether it is creating a podcast, whether it is writing articles, whether it is uh, graphic design, whether it is, uh, you know, event planning, whatever it is that you need, a power team that you assemble should be able to do that. And the thing about a power team and what puts the power in it all together is that because these individuals have advanced knowledge and they're working in this particular type of thing day in and day out, when it's your time to ask them to put something into action, they can do it pretty quick. And by people being able to combine together to do different tasks for you quickly, it means automatically that alleviates you to be the CEO and ambassador of your company and go out and push it in a whole different light. So, again, taking action is very important, but only if you're taking action in the right things, right? And so another thing that I wanted to share with you, uh, again, was that, As you are taking action, I want you to make sure that you not only are taking action on the right things, but I want you to put yourself in check about you. Now, I have mentioned these two words so many times on the show, and I probably will continue to always do it for the rest of my life because it means that much to me. I'm talking about unshakable faith. One of the things that is going to be required of you to take yourself to the next level and to be successful is that it requires you to have unshakable faith, a level of belief so deeply rooted it compels, okay, it compels you to take swift and immediate action in all that you think about and all that you want to do. And this unshakable faith is a habit that has to be developed. Right? So what happens is when you develop a habit of taking action and moving forward, it, it causes you to then 
have a higher level of belief in yourself that you have the ability to do whatever you purpose to do. And when you have that, um, I'm sorry, when you have that high level of belief, then that is what causes unshakable faith to settle in. And before you're knowing it, the level of procrastination has gone down very low. What you think about yourself is very high. You have high self-esteem. You're satisfied and happy with yourself because you are living within your purpose. So as you can see, taking action is everything. And I really think that it is, in my opinion, I really think that it is the key for a lot of people who are sad and unhappy in this world because we can all sit there and, and, and stew in our own, our own crap, right, and woe is me attitude and really, really get upset because uh, other people are out there making it happen and being successful. We can all, we can all uh, get in that mode. I can't tell you how many times on QVC I have seen ideas that I've had for decades ago, and I see people selling it all the time, and I'm thinking I didn't take action on it, right? So I am going and over and over on this because I love you guys. I, I love you with the love of God. I have a deep-rooted passion for helping women succeed in life, um, and it comes out of a, the passion. the passion itself stems, okay, the passion itself stems from me having some failures in life and not really knowing who to reach out to. And as a result, I, I stewed in those failures for a long time, wouldn't forgive myself, wouldn't move forward, um, was too worried about what everybody thought about me. And so I teach a lot to my own failures so that you guys don't have to go down the same road. So I can tell you Right now, I know what works. I know because I went from ground zero to making a five-figure income to making a six-figure income to my husband and I being successful in real estate and uh, real estate investments. So my husband and I being successful in other business ventures. I know, and I know also because we've lost it all before because of bad decisions. So when I teach, I teach from a deep rooted understanding of my failures and what I needed to have done to make it a, to make it a success and then I share it with other people except for I have a talent in knowing how to break processes down and helping you to develop a blueprint so I'm sharing this with you because I want you all to understand I'm getting ready to go a whole other level with the radio show and and the information that I put out to you and a lot of you are going to get left behind simply because you're not taking action, you're not listening, you're not implementing. And so I want you to know this ahead of time because I want you to be successful. So check this out. If you have not started on your strategy or you have not started on your holiday campaign for this year, it's time for you to start. Everybody can take advantage of the holiday campaign, right? Everybody can figure out a flagship product or service, even if you don't have one now, that you can push out there. But it has to be done correctly. So the first thing that you can do to get a better understanding of it is that you can go to womenaboutbiz.net, click on blog, right? 
And when you click on the blog and it takes you to that page, there's an article there that's entitled Five Ways to Market Your Business During the Holidays. I want you guys to take a look at that because it really gives you some good foundation work, lay work for how to get your product or service up and going and how to market it and how you should even be laying it out. I give you a really good outline for that. So that's one thing that I want you to be doing. And then my next challenge to you is that you need to be working on your business strategy for 2021. If you say I want to make $250,000 next year, I can tell you how to I can tell you how to structure that and create a blueprint for doing that, but the key is is that you must be willing to take action. You must be willing to develop unshakable faith so that you can see incredible things be manifested in your life. So if you have not had a power talk with me, and the power talk is a complimentary coaching session, um, you know that as business women, you get one per year with me, but on the radio show, I will offer additional power talks. So I am offering to you an additional power talk to set up a coaching session with me one-on-one to just discuss you taking action on your business and looking at ways you can help your business to grow, okay? So it's about you taking action. So if that's something that you want to do, I'm encouraging you to go ahead and I'm encouraging you to do it now because I am giving you a 24-hour deadline. You've got to have the power, I'm sorry, the power talk scheduled today, um, well, within 24 hours. So it's 12.52, so that means tomorrow I'll take it to 1 o'clock. You have until then to, to take advantage of scheduling it. So how do you do it? You go to womenaboutbiz.net. And when you land on the home page, um, the free coaching session is going to be right there midway down on the screen for you. It says free coaching session just for you. Go ahead and schedule it. And, again, this is specifically for those of you listening to the show. It's about taking action. So schedule your power talk you have until tomorrow at 1 to take advantage of this very special offer for us to really brainstorm and to look at how you can take action on growing your company because success can't happen without it. And at the end of the day, you need someone sometimes to hold your hand. It just feels good to have somebody to talk with and to say, this is what I want to happen in my business. This is what has not been happening in it and I'm not sure my next steps, what I need to do to make it happen. It's okay. It's okay. We all need somebody to share with and to figure it out. So, again, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show today. This marks the end of our September theme. And we are moving on to uh, October. I'm so excited. we got the holiday season coming up. This is the last quarter of the year, three months before 2021, and it's my goal to equip you. So, again, um, I am going to deem October as Strategy 2021. And so next month I'll be sharing a lot of different things that will help you get your strategy together. Ladies, don't forget we have limited Space. So please make sure that you go and you um, register for the for the event coming up on Wednesday, okay, uh, where I'm going to be talking about how to reclaim your boss power. We've been in this 
We've been in this quarantine for almost nine months now, and, of course, it looks like we're going to be in it all through the rest of this year. And so as a result, caused us to feel some kind of way, and, and it slowed our businesses down or it's made us uh, be a little bit lazy in our thought path on being successful in business. And so we just have to kickstart ourselves out of that and really reclaim our boss power, and that's what this is all about. So, again, I want you guys to go ahead and get yourself signed up for it, and I want you to share it, share it with other businesswomen that you know will be able to take advantage of the value that they will get from this particular webinar training. Again, I want to thank everybody for attending the show today. I pray for your productivity this week. I pray for you to be uh, successful in your mindset and for you to take the five questions of focus and action and really ask them of yourself as often as you need to to become the CEO you need to for your business. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.